Let's try this again. It's Tuesday, the 25th of October, 2022, and this episode is very, very late. There are reasons, and I'll get into those during the main topic, but a gap this long shouldn't happen again. I can't promise I won't have to take a week off at certain times during the next six months, though. In the meantime, I hope everyone had a great Talk Like a Pirate Day, and celebrated Bilbo and Frodo's birthday with all the strength they had available. Since that last episode, in Canada we've also had the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation on September 30th, and the Thanksgiving holiday on October 10th. Halloween is fast approaching. All that said, welcome to the Weekly Writing Report Episode 4, Middle-Aged Man as Full-Time Student. This episode might go a little long, but I'll do my best. I'm going to skip over last week's word count, as it's kind of muddy. Actually, it's pretty muddy for most of the weeks since the last episode, and I'm a little behind everywhere. Sometimes a lot. Most of my writing time has been used for going over things I've outlined or even started previously, trying to decide what the next big project should be. I've narrowed it down to two possibilities. A military adventure space opera science fiction trilogy that I've actually taken the first book to final draft, started the second, and outlined the third. Or a six-book epic fantasy set concerning the fall and rise vampires and the unlikely heroes on both sides of the coin. The first book in the set is about a quarter drafted. I'm leaning towards the first option right now, even though I've definitely put more words in on the second, and I'm trying to re-familiarize myself with the tiny details of each story. Considering my word count has already taken a massive dive, this is a long-term project either way, but these are, probably, the next two big fiction drafting projects that will happen. I've got three separate announcements this episode because it's been so long. First, I have a short story, Doors and Shadows, appearing in the Hidden Realms anthology coming in January from Flame Tree Press. I consider this one to be a fantasy tale, but you could maybe call it science fiction if you squint at it right. I'm really excited about this one. I only started story submissions again this summer, and this is a really cool-looking anthology. There will be some classic work by some shockingly big names in between the modern stories. I've seen the basic list, and I'm a little scared to see who I'm next to. Still, I can't wait to hold it in my hands. And even more, I can't wait for other people to hold it in theirs. There's a link to the publisher's announcement in the show notes. My blog has suffered even more than my writing in the last few weeks, so there's no announcement there yet. I'll get there. Next... My flash piece, Boom Days, appeared on episode 737 of the Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction podcast. This one is a bit of a departure for me. Neither science fiction nor fantasy, it takes place sometime in the 1980s as a teenager uses savings from a crappy part-time job to buy his first portable stereo, and then almost loses it. I may have borrowed the setting from my youth, and not for the first time. Give it a listen. And there's a link in the show notes to this one, too. Continuing the 1980s theme, I've started playing with the cover possibilities for Big Hair Day, which is a coming-of-age story set in 1986 that's part fictionalized memoir but mostly historical exploration. Not science fiction and not fantasy, 
it's my first large-scale story that isn't speculative. There are bits and pieces of this that really happened to me in the 80s, but the main character isn't me, and things based on real events go in mostly different directions for him, and for the characters around him. I'd originally intended to put this one out as an indie release this month, but late November looks safer at the moment. So, Mike Myers I'm not, and while I'm certainly working on my gut, most guys my age are unless they've given up, my concerns aren't strictly the middle-aged standards of worrying about retirement and getting the kids through school. There's also no affair or sports car or other cliché silliness going on in my world. Instead, my midlife crisis involves a huge change of professional direction, and I've gone back to university. In March of 2020, along with half the planet, I got sent home from my job. As a casino industry employee in Canada, the six to ten weeks we thought we were going to be off stretched out longer and longer, until the company started looking at major cost-saving measures that were probably coming within the next couple of years anyway. My position was eliminated at the end of August, and I was given a payout that took the stress off figuring out what to do, at least immediately. But I still needed to figure out what to do. And it was my wife who pointed out that there have been a couple of dreams I've wanted to pursue for a really, really long time. And maybe I should think about that. Hard. Like, go and get started already. So I looked into things, made a bunch of phone calls, and in spite of the extremely variable academic record I had there during the early 1990s, talked my way into a general science degree at Queen's University with a tentative mathematics concentration. That accomplished, I sat down and worked out a plan. In May of 2021, after accomplishing some background stuff and doing a lot of review, I became the 50-year-old freshman. Three terms of some online and some in-person classes later, I'm a physics major trying to get a mathematics minor declared and working on integrating a certificate in indigenous languages and cultures. The plan going in, and it's still the dominant plan, was to get the science degree, follow it with an education degree, and spend my remaining professional years as a high school science and math teacher. But there are other possibilities. The big one comes from the idea that the longer I spend in an academic setting, the more I like it. I'm leaning towards the possibility of pursuing a graduate degree while I'm here. And right now my grades suggest it's possible, but I'm starting to get into the hard stuff this year. Longer term, once the education degree is accomplished, we've also talked about the idea of my wife taking a sabbatical and me going to an international school somewhere else in the world for a couple of years while she pursues something local but still in her field. I also like the idea of going to a northern school for a while. Both of those ideas are still at least four, and possibly five or even six years away though. It is weird going back to school at my age. Looking around, I'm not seeing many other mature students on campus. I know they're there, but I'm not crossing paths with any of them, at least not in my classes. Probably, not many of them are doing this full-time either. That was always a stumbling block for me, because I wanted a science degree, and the stuff I wanted to do was really, really hard to manage part-time or in terms of distance education. 
What I am seeing on campus are a lot of people in their late teens and early 20s. In terms of raw numbers, the rest of my lab group in first-year physics was only collectively two years older than me at the beginning of the year. The only one who apparently felt weird about that was me. They were awesome, right from the get-go, and I feel very fortunate to have been randomly slotted into that group. Didn't stop me from feeling old just about wherever I went, and I'm sure it was weird for the folks on the other end of the occasional tutoring session I went to. I'm told there's a wider variety of ages in graduate studies, and people my age are far more common. But I do think we should normalize folks going back to higher education at points in their life after their 20s. Back to grades, the best contributor to mine is that I have a far better work ethic now than I did the first time around. Which is good, because for the plan to work out properly, whichever branch of it I end up wanting to take, I have to get things right the first time. Every time. And that adds some pressure to the cooker. But this podcast is supposed to be mainly about my writing journey, so I should probably round this out by talking about the impact on my writing, and I think there are four things I can confidently say about that. First, I have far less time to write when classes are in session than when they're not. The common wisdom is that a university course needs about 10 hours of your time per week for you to be successful. Five courses means 50 hours per week. I need to be more than just successful, though. I need to do well. Add in commutes because I don't live within walking distance of campus, and that I still have a family and other responsibilities, and my writing time goes down significantly. Second, I have a better appreciation for research and learning skills. Reading, note-taking, retaining. Just because I'm a physics major doesn't mean it's all math and formula. Because it's not. Not by a long shot. There are a lot of concepts to understand. I'm also trying to take one course per term that isn't in the hard sciences. Changing gears is good for me. Third, I'm seeing everything with fresh eyes. There's so much on campus that I was only peripherally aware of, at best, the first time around, and so many things to explore and see. I feel like I can take that time now. Finally, I'm after the full university experience this time around. Last year was weird due to COVID, but I've joined a club this year to get me out of my comfort zones, and there are always one-off or annual events happening on campus. All told, more experience means more fuel for the ideas fire. I'll never be able to see or do or learn enough, but whatever I do manage always finds its way into the writing somewhere. Oh, and completely unrelated to the student thing, we adopted a rescue puppy. Six months old and closing in on seven, he is a mixture of Wheaton Terrier, Miniature Schnauzer, and St. Bernard, and completely unsocialized when we got him. Three weeks in, he's come out of his shell, and we get to mostly see his real personality. Training has begun, but has a long way to go. 37 kilos and growing. If you want to check out some of my writing, there are a pair of sampler ebooks, one science fiction and one fantasy, available for free in my shop at coffee.com slash writingdad. 
That's ko-fi.com slash writing that. And you can use the code write faster, all one word, for a 20% discount on all the e-stuff that isn't free. Go ahead and share that code around. I don't mind at all. You can also find all of my independently published work on the Amazon platform of your choice. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to keep hearing more, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash where you'll get access to exclusive patrons-only content. Not everyone has the money it takes to give some of it to someone else, and I get that. You can also support me by sharing a link on social media or by leaving a review somewhere. The more stars, the better. Text and audio of this recording are copyright 2022 by Lance Schomburg. This podcast was produced at Liminal Studios and is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Share it if you like, but don't change it or try to sell it. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and be well, everyone.